Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inside LBUSD, the Laguna Beach Unified School District podcast. Before we get into this week's episode, a few upcoming events to note. Next Thursday, March 17th, LBHS will be hosting an 8th grade family night in the main quad at 5 p.m. I think in our previous episode, I mistakenly said that that would be March 10th, but it is definitely March 17th. And the following Thursday, March 24th, there will be a DLAC meeting over Zoom at 9 a.m. and a school board meeting at 6 p.m. in the Thurston Library. As always, please check the calendar on the LBUSD website for details. And now, Health Matters with Dr. Michael Keller and Nurse Kelly Schultz. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Health Matters podcast. Today's recording is being made on Thursday, March 10th. 2022. My name is Dr. Michael Keller. And I'm Nurse Kelly Schultz. And the goal of our podcast is to inform communities, stakeholders, including students, staff, and parents on important health topics in Laguna Beach Unified School District. We've been focusing our time and energy on COVID-19, and we'd like to kick this one off with another update on our COVID-19 data in Laguna Beach Unified. Nurse Kelly. Okay, so currently we have zero cases at El Moro, one at Top of the World, zero at Thurston, two at Laguna Beach High School and one at the district office. And we do not have any students in home quarantine due to close contact, nor do we have any staff. So we have a current active case of four, which is really good. That's excellent. That stayed stable since the last time we had a chat about a week ago, and that's really good news. We've uh, just looking back at some of our dashboard data, since July 1st, we've had 683 confirmed student and staff cases, pretty substantial impact in our community, and that's known cases. So there's probably some cases out there that we didn't know about the, uh, some of those asymptomatic cases or non-reported to the school cases. So really great progress on COVID-19, and we have some really important updates that we mentioned last time, but we want to continue to mention today. Nurse Kelly, can you give us some updates on, on new guidance? Yes. So when students return to school next Monday, March 14th, masks will no longer be mandatory mandatory, but strongly encouraged. This means if you are more comfortable having your child continue to wear a mask, you may do so. And those who prefer their child to go mask-free can now have this as an option. We are currently reviewing the guidelines to quarantine and notification of COVID-19 infections at the school site. So please stay tuned for more information. That's really good news. And of course, we will support individuals who continue to want to wear a mask at school. We're going to be working with all of our uh, teachers and notifying them, but they've already been notified about uh, supporting all, all individuals who have a personal preference around mask wearing. So definitely want to uh, keep those options available. And the good news is that we also, for those that want to take their masks off, they can have them off. So that's fantastic. We've been teasing this lice episode for weeks now, and I'm sure there's nothing more than anyone would like to talk about. And this is a trigger warning. If you're about to sit down for a scrumptious lunch, the following content may be mildly, <laughs> severely upsetting. Yeah. All right, full disclosure, my family has had two, perhaps three lice infestations. Um, we, I have had not had any prior to having children, so I don't know if that was the vector into my household. I can certainly think that it was. I actually have not had them personally. Um, some lice treatment provider indicated that the body temperature of men don't, uh, adult men don't, uh, are not a good host for the, really? for the parasites. Oh. So pretty interesting. Have you had any personal experiences with with? Lice. I have not ever had lice. I've only had the personal experience of visually seeing them and sending students home for them. Um, and when you see them, it is a little bit icky to say the least, even as a nurse. But yeah, I, I tended to avoid that my whole life, thank God. 
Yeah, my wife was the first to discover it and my son, our first infestation. She was quick to go to a treatment provider and get some support. Obviously, there's a lot of different treatment options we wanted to be discussing today, but why don't we start big picture? What are lice? Okay, so head lice are tiny, wingless insects that live on the human scalp. Head lice are called louses in the adult form and are nits in the egg form. Louses tend to be grayish white in color, and you will most likely find them behind the ears or the base of the neck. And again, self-disclosure here, I was sitting down reading a book when I noticed some bugs crawling in my daughter's blonde hair. And I was quite quite startled to see that. And that (laughs) was so I I can corroborate that head lice are indeed crawling little grayish brownish bugs. Yes, especially on blonde hair, which are actually harder to find. So you got some good eyes. Good eyes at the time. Yes. (laughs) All right. How do head lice spread? Okay, so the number one way that lice spread is from direct head-to-head contact, but can also be spread through fomites, such as hats, scarves, hoodies, pillows, headphones, hairbrushes. That's why a lot of times we'll see siblings because they'll share head, you know, um, hairbrushes and things like that. Um, lice can live on fomites for one to two days. So that's typically where we'll see the spread is from those fomites and sharing of fomites. Lice cannot jump or fly. They can only crawl. And lice do not live long away from the scalp. So um, we also see a lot of times, especially with the middle schools, we've had a couple of cases at the middle school this year that have been reporting is usually because people are, uh, students are doing selfies together, standing real close, sharing those hoodies, jackets, and headphones a lot. It's that close head-to-head contact that that, uh, supports that spread. I get it. Well, how do I go about checking my child for head lice? So you should start by parting your child's hair in the middle, Look for any nits around one quarter um, inch from the scalp attached to the strands of hair. If you can move it easily, it's most likely it's not a nit. It could just be that dry skin or dandruff from the scalp. So you'll see it on the hair shaft and it's like a little tiny crystally looking uh, ball and it won't move. It'll be very sticky. And they're, like it says, they're clear brown in color, but mostly they're gonna be pretty clear. Um, Live lice can be seen crawling close to the nape of the neck and behind the ears, but they do move very quickly. It might help if you use a magnifying glass or a bright light when checking. Okay, in the event that a parent finds lice in their child's head, what are the immediate next steps? So you wanna check the rest of your family for live lice as well. Like I said, uh, usually if you have siblings in the home or parents that are sharing uh, brushes, headphones with children, you wanna make sure that you check each one of you. Over-the-counter treatments are getting harder to treat lice because many species of lice that we have are becoming resistant to those over-the-counter treatments, such as RID and Nix. Your child's pediatrician can prescribe something that's a little bit stronger um, to use in conjunction with a knit comb, which is used to brush out those um, knits throughout the hair and to get the dead lice out of the hair. There are lice treatment salons, although they can be pricey. Most of them I find to be the best money you can spend if you have the ability to do that because most of them come with a guarantee that if um, they don't get anything out, then you can come back and treat later. So that is um, probably one of the best options if you can or go to the doctor. When you do treat at home, do not wash the child's hair before applying treatment and do not rewash their hair for one to two days after. If you find a few lice eight or 12 hours after the treatment, but they are moving slower, don't worry about it. That means that they're probably dying. Um, Comb the dead lice with that knit comb. And some treatments may require you to retreat your child's hair a week or so after the initial treatment to make sure that you've killed off all the remaining knits. Since lice do not live long away from the host, it is shown that it's not necessary to really spend money in deep cleaning and, and 
the entire living space. It would be best spent time soaking brushes, combs, hot water, and headphones and things like that that they are sharing over our over, with you know within the family. Yeah, speaking of personal experience, I think that once you get over the initial surprise of having that lice in your on your child's head, you know, doing doing regular cleaning with the recommended treatment schedule, drying lots of uh, sheets and blankets is a great great approach. All right, what is the best way to prevent head lice? So the best way to prevent head lice, usually lice tend to come out in the winter, colder months. I don't really know why, to be honest with you, but it's usually we have kind of a lice season, which is usually sometime from October through March, usually. Um, so you want to be checking your child's head on a regular basis. So, you know, if you have um, daughters at home or anyone that has long hair, keep it up in a bun, braids. You can also um, use over-the-counter herbal rep remedies. There haven't really been evaluated for the effectiveness, but many parents have reported that they do work. So there are over-the-counter treatments that you can buy at any um, you know drugstore that contain rosemary, tea tree oil, and eucalyptus. So they tend to help keep the lice away. But I think the most thing I wanna stress is just check your child on a regular basis, especially if you see them itching their head. Is there anything else that's important for parents to know? Yeah, so I think one of the most important things to know is that um, it is important to not ostracize or stigmatize someone who has con contracted lice. Lice is not a sign of cleanliness of the person or their environment. Although lice are a nuisance, they are not known to carry diseases and therefore they are not considered a health hazard. The American Academy of Pediatrics the National Association of School Nurses and the CDC are great reference points for more information regarding lice, and we will have these um, hyperlinks inside this podcast. Well, I can tell you that it's not very fun to have a lice uh, infestation on your child's head or in your family, and I would have spent any amount of money that I could have obtained to get treatment. So that was how surprised I was initially. The next two times, I think we handled it a little bit more, more uh, professionally as parents, and, you know, with experience comes a lot of confidence that you can handle it. So um, I would encourage everybody to check out those resources and references about lice. We do. What's what's our normal practices for in school if there's if, if a student is found with lice? OK, so if we found a student actively at school with lice, typically we call that student up to the health office and we have either the health clerk or myself will check that student for lice. If it is found that they are positive for lice, we send, we have the parents come to pick them up um, and then they are treated. And then usually once they've come back after treatment, the health clerk or myself will then check the hair to make sure that it's resolved, make sure that all those remaining nits have been gone. Sometimes you can pick up your student, treat them and return them same day. Um, it just depends on the severity of the case. We only check classrooms entirely if we have two students with active head lice um, and then we'll check the entire classroom because checking classrooms is a whole other level of stigmatization and having to um, kind of finally work around how you're going to do that without notifying other students. It, it's a work in progress right now. We definitely will send out parent notification letters once we have two active cases on, on in a class. We do want to prioritize having students stay in school 
And these guidelines where we have students get treatment right away and return after they've been cleared of their NITs, we want to continue to look at that and make sure that that's consistent with the recommendations from state and local health officials. So we'll be looking at over that information in the coming months, and there may be some revisions to our current guidelines. Our goal today really is that that you build awareness around the impact of lice and, and how to handle it and have some confidence about that there are actual treatments out there to provide support. Nurse Kelly, are there any, any final thoughts? If you have any further questions regarding lice, uh, I would recommend that you can reach out to myself or to Nurse Pam Madge. She's at El, uh, El Moro and at the high school. I'm at Thurston and Top of the World. Um, if you have any questions, we would be happy to help. Well, we're checking our mailbag. There are no new items this week, and so we'd encourage you to go to our uh, show notes, click into the district website. If you do have any questions that you want us to tackle in an upcoming Health Matters podcast, we'd be happy to do so. Thank you so much for this valuable information, Nurse Kelly. I really appreciate you and and, uh, your partner, Nurse Pam Madge, and all the health clerics work in supporting students to stay in school and stay healthy. And thanks so much for all the information today. It was really helpful. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll see you here in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to episode 15 of Inside LBUSD. If you have any podcast questions or suggestions, we encourage you to visit lbusd.org slash podcast and let us know your thoughts. Please stay safe and healthy. And we hope you have a wonderful weekend.